All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 13 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. Today we are talking about our very favorite biohack, the Aura Ring. We have talked about this in so many previous episodes. We thought, why not do a whole episode just on what we have learned? And especially for those of you out there that have an Aura Ring, um, we've been getting a lot of questions from you too, so I'm hoping that our tips today can help you learn more about what's going on with your body. So what is the Aura Ring? Um, we're going to say it is the most advanced sleep and activity tracker on the market. You know, there's a lot of things out there like the Fitbit and other sleep trackers, but we have found or the Aura Ring to be the most comprehensive um, piece of equipment, especially for the price. We, I just think it can't be beat. 
Yeah, I just think if we're getting into health optimization, recovery is just top, top, top on that list. And there's no other activity or sleep tracker out there that really is focused on the recovery. Like a lot of people, sorry, a lot of companies and tech gadgets are giving you the specs, like how many calories you burned, the distance that you covered. But if you're talking about getting stronger, better, healthier, having better performance, you need to know about the recovery stuff. And I just think that's where those other gadgets are lacking. They're not really telling you how you're getting stronger or better. They're just giving you these numbers that I think a lot of people hold on to. And then it makes them feel like they have bragging rights. And, you know, this is just my opinion. But I think that there's so much more to how many miles you ran that day. And I think, I mean, it's all about accountability too. Like, that stuff is so important for accountability and it's great to share that information. But if you're not tracking the recovery, as we've said before, then like, why are you working out? And also I think the most important thing about the ring is actually tracking your sleep because that is when most of your recovery happens. And if you didn't listen to the sleep episode, go back and listen because sleep is so, so, so important. It, you spend a third of your life Hopefully, that's the ideal, a third of your life sleeping because nothing is going to work as optimally as it should if you're not getting quality sleep. So the Aura Ring has helped us both tremendously in those categories, the sleep and recovery. So we'll talk a little bit about the tech specs behind it and then our personal experience. So we wanted to make sure we really had a whole episode dedicated to this because I think the Aura Ring is going to make all of us hotter. And that is through personalized quantification. I just told you all of the tech specs about the feedback and the quantification that it's giving you. And that's really like the end all be all of personalized nutrition and workouts, getting those numbers. Um, it also is going to guide you through recommended activity and recovery. So every morning it's really cool. It gives you a score to sort of tell you how well you have recovered, how well you have slept, and then what you really ideally should be doing that day. So if you're not ready to hit it hard, your aura ring is going to tell you to pull back. Or these are just generalizations. Or if you recovered like a champ, it's going to be like, go for it. You can really push yourself today. And I find that really helpful because I think sometimes we have a, a schedule and a list of things that we want to get through and this workout has to fall on this day or I said I was going to go to this class. But sometimes you really have to tune in and listen to your own body to know what's going to actually help you in that moment. And I find that the ring and the quantification is just really hard data to back up how your body is possibly feeling. Or maybe your body's not feeling it and this is going to teach you how to uh, tune into those messages. So I think the point here really is to help prevent, uh, prevent, prevent, <laughs> to help prevent burnout and illness and overtraining, which are all setbacks. And nobody wants to be set back because we all want to stay on our routine and our exercise schedule. And if one of those things happen, then it's really, it can feel really defeating, right? So we're going to prevent any of those things from happening, from overworking out, from getting sick, from over, from doing too many workouts, from pushing yourself when you're not really actually ready to do that. So lots of goodness coming from the aura ring. I'm sorry that I talk so much. Renee, <laughs> please yes. jump in. All about optimization. So that's great. Yeah. So let's dive into a little bit of the science on like, how the heck does this magical little ring work? Especially for you, um, maybe tech nerds out there that are like, no way, but let's jump into that real quick. So number yeah. one thing, 
Um, it has a, this NTC body temperature sensor on it. Yes, on the ring, it has these little sensors on the inside. So it registers your body temperature every minute while you're sleeping. So when you wake up in the morning, it gives you um, your average for that day. And then you can track that you know, day to day, week to week, month to month. You can see long term. And for the women out there, this is super helpful. I can tell you a little bit more about my experience later in the episode, but if you want to track your cycle, you can do it with the aura ring. Um, yeah. Temperature sensor will tell you that. Because I know some women, and I used to do, do this back in the day, is you, know, you take your like oral body temperature every morning, you have the thing next to your bed. It's just kind of a pain. So it's nice the ring does that for you. Yeah. Um, the ring also has infrared LEDs. So this is measuring blood volume pulse directly from the pulmonary arteries of the finger. And this is actually a really accurate way to do that, which is, I think, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing it's looking at is, well, they say it's the 3D accelerometer and gyroscope. I'm like, say that 10 times fast. Ah, big words. <laughs> um, big words, yeah. Um, so it detects the amplitude and intensity of your body movement while you're sleeping. So it can recognize you know, when you're sleeping, if you're more active or restless, and then during the day when you're more active, are you doing you know, high-intensity interval training or just jogging? It can pick up all those different movements. So it's, you know, it's like a Fitbit or something on steroids. Yeah, it's super sensitive. I'm always pretty surprised and impressed by it. Like if I sit down to rest or meditate or even take a nap, it knows like to the second when I close my eyes and like shut my brain off. Yeah. Or also if I'm just sitting for too long, it tells you to get up, which I know other tracking devices do that as well. But um, the body temperature stuff is pretty mind blowing. Yeah. Like it'll say like you went to bed at 10.07. Like, oh, how did you know that? (laughs) So accurate. Yeah. So hopefully that's helpful. And I think if you want to learn a little bit more about that piece, definitely go to the uh, Aura Ring website and we'll link to that in the show notes. So if you want to read more about that. Yeah. Well, let me just run through some of the other insights that it gives you. And the way this is working is uh, it's very personal. So you can't just like throw it on someone else's finger for a minute to try it out. It has to get to know you. So over time, it's creating trends based on your own activity So that creates a baseline and then it's tracking any outliers from there. So it knows where you're resting for all of these biomarkers are. And so then if your temperature happens to be really high or really low, it's going to sort of alert you. If you're not getting the sleep that you normally do, it's going to alert you. So all those things are that are seemingly abnormal or out of character for you, it's going to let you know. So it's going to give you like a bedtime guidance. Actually, sometimes this is stressful for me because I work late at night at the show and it like, I'll be at intermission and it's like, time for bed. Hopefully you're winding down. I'm like, not even close. You're like, I have four more songs to sing. (laughs) Yeah. But it it will sort of like chime in in that way. But it gives you sweet uh, sleep quality measurements. So how did you sleep? How did you go through all of the sleep cycles? How much time are you spending in deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep? Did you wake up? And it has like a little note section. So you can add in things that you were feeling, anything that you drank or ate before you sleep, any information, you can collect the data to then compare it to your results. So if I take certain supplements, like if I took CBD, magnesium that night, I'll put it in there. If I went out and like had a drink that night, I'll definitely put that in there because we'll talk about this later. I think we both have realized that alcohol affects our sleep more than we thought. Oh yeah. 
what else? So recovery wise, it's going to give you a recovery number and that is based on your temperature. It's based on your HRV, which is your heart rate variability. That's telling us, did your body recover from exercise, stress, and fatigue? And uh, I think the higher, the better. The body temperature that Renee already got into, it's going to do respiratory rate. There, I mean, this stuff is really endless on here. And as Renee said, check out the website. I'm just giving you some of the basic stuff. And then, you know, like activity stuff that other gadgets have, your daily activity goal, steps and calories, inactivity alerts. Those are sort of the basics. It's pretty amazing. I feel like they took five trackers and put it in one right? Like you could just have an HRV. You could just have a fitness tracker, just a sleep tracker, but this does everything. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. And they're constantly improving it. Like they're always doing research. They're always upgrading the, the tech, which is really cool. We get updates all the time. And one of the latest updates is this like meditation aspect, which is helpful for your recovery, yeah. right? The, you can take a moment in your day to, yeah. to rest. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Always innovating. Yeah. Let's jump into personal experience because this is where the education really comes in. Renee, I'll let you lead off as always. <laughs> yeah. I guess some of the highlights of what I have personally learned. Um, number one is I can't do high intensity interval training two days in a row. Um, I think most people probably shouldn't do that anyways, but like I can clearly see it in my, my readiness score when I wake up in the morning it's very rare that I will do two days back to back. Like maybe if I know I'm going out of town for three days or something, I will. And like my score dramatically drops. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I do my best to prevent that. My ideal night of sleep, this was interesting. I've known that like maybe about like eight and a half hours, eight to eight and a half hours of sleep is good for me. But to get that, I have to be in bed for nine hours. Like I've thought like, okay, so eight hours of sleep, I, I'll get in bed at 10, I'll set my alarm for six, that's eight hours. But like, no, I'm, I'm missing about 35 minutes per night of like time in bed, I'm not actually sleeping. Um, I don't know if it's because like my cats are making sounds downstairs, you know, all 12 of them. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's like our running joke. But um, I, I don't know if it's like a sound that wakes me up, but there's something obviously that's, that's disturbing my sleep. So but really, time in bed is not time asleep is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. So nine hours in bed, I have to like really schedule that out. So that's been good to know. Alcohol destroys my sleep. Like, I mean, no matter what I, even if I take like the milk thistle and glutathione and, you know, only have one drink, just one, like one glass of wine, it, it destroys my sleep and it mainly affects my REM sleep. I will get like five minutes of REM sleep if I've had alcohol. Everyone's oh. turning off the episode right now. They're, yeah. They're like, I hate you. <laughs> you can never but everyone, do it again. But everyone's different. Everyone's different. But I guess yeah, for me, it just, it affects me so much more than I realized. And I think once you have the data and you can really, you know, compare and see how you feel, it's more motivating to really cut back. So like I've really cut back on alcohol and um, I even did like a 14 day complete uh, no alcohol challenge, nothing at all. And my heart rate variability like skyrocketed. Wow. Cool. <sighs> yeah. So that is the news there. Bummer um, and exciting at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like grandma over here now. I'm like, oh, 
time to get ready for bed. It's seven o'clock. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad, but, but I like, I definitely prioritize my sleep. I'm like, don't mess with it. Yeah. <laughs> Other things I've learned. So REM sleep, I definitely feel better when I get more REM because we know that like consolidates your memories from the day, helps with brain function, prevents brain fog, but I don't get a lot of REM sleep until I've been sleeping for seven hours already. So if, like, if I get seven hours of sleep, my REM sleep is almost non-existent. But if I get eight or eight and a half, I get enough REM. It's interesting. So I just have to schedule that, you know, yeah. properly. And you never um, would have known that without the ring. Oh, yeah. There's no way I would know that. I just, I just thought I was waking up groggy because it was maybe not enough sleep, but I didn't really know the science of why. So that was helpful. Um, as far as supplements go, I'm going to say CBD all the way. It has definitely increased my deep sleep. I mean, it can be as significant as like one hour of deep sleep versus three hours of deep sleep, depending on how much um, CBD or hemp oil I take before bed. So I like taking it around nine o'clock and then I'm in bed at 10 and that works optimally for me. And then I'm going to throw one more thing in there that I've learned. So back to the whole thing about body temperature for women. Um, it's so easy to track my cycle. Like I can literally tell you like the morning that my temperature changes, I know my cycle is going to start that day. So it's day one. And I, I think that's really convenient. Like there's nothing worse than being like surprised. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot what day it was. So I can just tell that morning, okay, today's day one. And I can track it based off of the body temperature. So the trends are really helpful for that. Yeah, um, super beneficial for the yeah. women. Awesome. Especially for women trying to get pregnant, you should be tracking your cycle anyways. Well, I think mm -hmm. I think all women should be tracking, right? It's so yeah. helpful to know what's going on hormonally every month. So yeah, I would say those are like my top things that I've learned. And I'm, I, I think I've had my ring for almost a year now. So it's definitely taken some time, but it's made such a big difference for me. Amazing. Those are great insights. Yeah. What about you, Lar? Yeah. My insights are pretty similar. Like the alcohol definitely ruins me. And, you know, I can take the supplements that detoxify before I go to bed, but you know what? I don't always remember to do that. And I think they are a little more helpful maybe than they are for you, Renee. I'm not really sure we haven't gone, gone into detail about this, but yeah, if I don't take them, then my, my sleep is just, it's crap. I have found out that my REM sleep is awful and I never would have known that without the ring. I know that I've always been a light sleeper. We talked about that in the sleep episode in Circadian Rhythm. I'm a light sleeper, but I didn't realize that I actually get really decent deep sleep, but not REM sleep. And I have found on my ring with the tracking that I don't start getting REM until like 7 a.m. because we know that you get REM later into your sleep cycle and I work late at night, so I don't have uh, the option to go to bed at 10 p.m. Like maybe I should. I'm going to bed closer to midnight, sometimes later than that. So with my sleep schedule, I don't start getting REM until 7 a.m. So when I was waking up early as a personal trainer, waking up at 6, 7 for early clients, I wasn't getting any REM. So I was missing out on this whole chunk of recovery. And we know that REM is crucial, like Renee said, in converting short-term memory to long, which I guess I can laugh at this now, but maybe why my memory has never been as strong. Um, or I feel like I don't have a great long-term memory, at least in comparison to my sister that remembers everything. <laughs> I think I remember too much sometimes, but no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so I've really been trying to track 
and experiment with different things to affect my REM. And a big component of that is light stimulation late at night. And I don't want to get too far off track, but I'm focusing on my REM. I've also noticed that my light days of exercise, like days when I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to go hit it hard at the gym today. I'm just going to sort of, you know, get movement here and there throughout the day. I've learned that those days don't count as recovery days. So in the past, if I've thought like, I'm taking it easy today, then tomorrow I can go harder. That's not necessarily true. So I've found like through reading through the biomarkers that even if I'm not doing typical exercise, I can still be stressing and overworking my body. Like if I'm just running around or if my brain is overloaded or if I'm just not taking deep breaths, that can actually be just as stressful as doing a hard workout. So I've sort of reformatted my schedule in that way to make sure that I am always recovering like a champ, whether or not I've like gone hard or not at the gym. Right. Well, I started to say this, but bright light really changes my sleep. If I'm exposed to bright light at night, which I almost always am at the show, then I don't get as good of sleep as when I'm not doing the show, which is (sighs) like tears there because that's not going to change anytime soon. So I just really try to get my blue blockers on as, as quickly as I can. And that has significantly made a difference. I've noticed that because I track that my little note section of the app. What else? Yeah. CBD, like you said, has really worked for just enhancing like overall sleep quality. Like I can stay asleep through the night if I do that. I just love that like note section. I love being able to wake up and compare my score to whatever habits or actions that I did the day before. It's really cool. Yeah, Lauren, like you said about the bright light at night, um, I didn't even mention that before, but I have seen a correlation to my sleep latency. So the amount of time it takes me to actually fall asleep. Oh. Um, I'm just like a little more restless. Like if I'm watching TV or a movie before bed, Oh gosh, the other night we we went to an escape room with some friends because you know my husband is obsessed with escape rooms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much fun. There's so much fun, but like it's a lot of brain power. It's very like sympathetic, fight or flight dominant for a full hour. But we went at nine o'clock at night. Oof, old lady here. Like by the time I got in bed at like 11, even though I was really tired, I still like couldn't shut my brain off because I think just, mm. well, plus the escape room we did had like a 70s theme. So there were like disco lights and strobe lights. Like, oh my gosh, so much lighting just signaling to my brain that it was nowhere near bedtime, but it was fun. I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not that boring. (laughs) It was fun, but it's just interesting when you can see the difference on your ring. Yeah. And I think just having the awareness of what's going on, like we're not trying to tell people to never have fun and not live your lives. Like I'm certainly not going to stop drinking (laughs) alcohol just because it decreases my sleep, but it certainly makes me like think twice about how to create that whole ritual. Like I have to, I know I have to remember to take the supplements to detoxify. I need to allow enough time from my last drink until when I go to bed. And then if I know that I'm, I have to wake up early, like I'm probably just either not going to drink or I'm going to have very, very little, like it, it just has to work for my schedule. I mean, there's, there's no perfect way, but just the awareness and having the data to make small tweaks to make this work better for you is really, really valuable. Oh, just on the alcohol note, like I thought of something else. When I drink, my heart rate is super elevated throughout the night. That's crazy because it will track your heart rate. And I have a very low resting heart rate and 
Okay. I'm bragging about that. My resting heart rate <laughs> is low, but when I drink it, it skyrockets like through the night. And that's definitely a component of me not sleeping well. And it's just annoying because I like that my resting heart rate is low. And so I get a little like defeated. Yeah. I'm the same. Oh, so then it's just understanding and, and pushing yourself to do the research on how, how you can make changes to sort of make that better. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like, and the really cool thing about Aura that I love is like when you wake up and you see your readiness score, it also gives you a little message. So like, just to give you an example, like Tuesday this week, I woke up, I got like a ton of sleep. I felt like really amazing. And it says, ready for anything. Your readiness is strong. Today's a great day to push yourself. Like, so it gives you these cute little things, but then let me go to the next day where I admit I had a glass of wine the night before. It says your resting heart rate was above average. So just like you, Lauren, right? The resting heart rate being elevated. So just said you might not be fully recovered even though your overall readiness is still good. So like I knew I was going to go to the gym that day. I just didn't like kill myself. I took it a little bit easier knowing that. Yeah, which is great because I think, I mean, I've had that too. Before I had the ring, if I had a bad night like that, if I drank or if I just didn't get good sleep for whatever reason, like I would still go ahead with my workout plan for the day. It was like, mm. well, this was in the schedule. I have to do it. And that would lead to burnout. That would lead to me getting sick, which is just more frustrating than anything else. So I almost feel like, well, sometimes it's really upsetting and can cause some stress to get a bad score in the morning, but it's also very, very empowering because it's sort of giving you confirmation and giving you reassurance that it's like, okay to not kill yourself at the gym for, for instance. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's giving a you good... a, a pass to do something else today because it's not going to be good for you. Right. I think it's that whole message of like knowledge is power. I think it would be easy to look at a bad score and be like, ah, oh, like I'm mad at myself or something like that. But like, no, like take it as it's information and you're just going to change your routine a little bit. And actually something else you just said that reminded me, I haven't gotten sick in a year. I don't think I've had like, like I used to get maybe two or three colds a year and it was always correlated to increased stress, lack of sleep over exercising, like almost a hundred percent. But since I've had my ring, uh, August of 2018, I don't, I don't think I've been sick. Cause I, I, I get that score and I modify my schedule. I maybe cut back on my workout. I take a nap. I increase my vitamin C. You know, I do all these hacks. You're so yeah. obedient. <laughs> <laughs> I love my immune system. I try to take care of it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think it's helped for that. I haven't gotten sick either. I think, it's I mean, awesome. if you can listen to it, then it's going to take care of you. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, one day off from the gym is better than getting sick and then missing five days. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's just it's worth it. All right. So to jump into our favorite hacks for today, now these are going to be hacks for if you already have an aura ring, which we highly recommend that you um, invest in if you haven't already. So the hacks that I've learned that are really helpful based off of my aura ring data are number one is to aim for bedtime around 10 o'clock. I know that if I aim for 10, that means I'll typically be in bed by 1030. So that works well for me. And my aura ring will always remind me, you know, optimal bedtime is 930 to 1015. So get your butt moving. Um, so that's been really helpful. Also, like I said before, with the alcohol, no alcohol after six o'clock is a good hack for me as far as affecting my sleep. Also, the CBD oil that I take at nine o'clock, that definitely correlates with the amount of deep sleep I get. 
So I'm a big fan of CBD and I'm personally using the Designs for Health, uh, Kenab FS brand. I really like that one. I just find that that has helped my deep sleep more than any other CBD on the, on the market. And then finally, I have to say my blue blockers. So I can see that I'm really sensitive to light at nighttime, which I mean, I guess most humans are. So if I have my blue light blockers on after sunset, I see that my sleep latency is much shorter. So that's been a really good hack. And I think everyone can do that, right? The glasses are so cheap. And even if you're just changing the light color on your phone or your computer, you know, it's, it's such an easy hack that it's going to help everyone. So I just want to cut thought. in about the, the blue blockers though. I have a lot of friends that have sort of been turned onto this because I think they're becoming trendy in a way. And I've realized that a lot of people don't have real blue blockers. People are, Ooh. I don't know where they're getting them from, but they're marketed as such. And I've done this to a few people where I've grabbed the glasses and like tested it in front of a blue light and the blue light doesn't disappear. Like that's not a, a blue light blocker. So uh, just make sure to do your research and then, you know, test it. You can always just walk in front of a, uh, I guess a TV screen is probably the best anywhere. There's like a blue little LED light. If that doesn't disappear, then you're not getting efficient blue light blockers. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I guess, you know, quality matters, right? Just like everything. And I'm going to see if I can find the link to, there's like a web page where you can test your blue blockers. Oh, cool. Maybe it's just like one step further. But yeah, I found that my true dark glasses are, are better than my Swannies. Sorry, they are, but they basically <laughs> blind you at nighttime. <laughs> I know. I think I've talked Can't about walk. walls before. Oh, yeah. yeah. They block out everything. But yeah, I'll use those like at the very end of the night, like if I'm in bed reading or if I need to do a last little thing on my phone but to get ready for bed. And if I'm still walking around my apartment, I'll wear my, my swannies and then switch to true dark. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Finish. <laughs> no, those are all my hacks. I, I think that's, that's pretty much everything. What about you? What are your favorite hacks for the aura ring? Okay. My favorite one by far, and this is specific to the data that I have learned from looking at my aura ring. I have learned that I have to let myself sleep in. <laughs> I have to, because I'm not getting that REM sleep until later in the night. And for so long, I mean, as a personal trainer and being in this industry, it was a go-getter's world, getting up early to work with clients. I've, I know I've repeated this many times, but and then there's also just this sense of urgency in the morning that if you sleep in, you're considered lazy, you need to get up and get going with your day. But I know that just really doesn't work for me. So I'm so happy to have the raw data to really convince me that I need to uh, let myself sleep in. That is the best way that I'm going to get restful sleep and to fully recover and be the best version of myself that will not get sick, that will not get burnt out all these things that are major setbacks that I just never want to deal with. Yeah, that's like the greatest discovery. And I'm just so happy to have that information because without the aura ring, I never would have known that I wasn't getting the REM sleep. And like you said earlier in the episode, Renee, like time spent in bed is not the same as time spent asleep. And the aura ring has been really powerful in highlighting that. So Obviously, blue blockers is really great. I have a much better score on all markers when I use the blue blockers. I'd say when I use my supplements post-drinking after alcohol, 
that really helps my markers. Uh, it's sometimes hard to remember. You're not always going to plan ahead and have all those supplements in your pocket when you're out. But when I do remember them, my score significantly changes. And then, you know, sometimes it just will be like, please, you need to rest today. You haven't been getting good sleep. You're not fully recovered. Take it easy today. And that usually is either from a random bad night of sleep or from drinking. And it's been so helpful to actually listen to that because I could wake up feeling badly and like a little tired, but I'm like, no, I'm going to push through. I can do it. I'll be fine. And then like, I always get, I always get sick or run down or whatever. And I have to listen to that. I've just found so much success. Last one I promise is uh, giving myself sort of a free pass to not check my aura ring sync in the morning if I feel like I already know that I got a bad score and if I think it's going to stress me out because I've been so attached, become so attached to the data and it's been really helpful. But there's some days when I know mentally it's maybe not going to benefit me to see that I didn't get a good score. It's like getting a bad score on a test. Like that doesn't make you feel great about yourself. So I think in the beginning that was really stressful. Overall, it's been more helpful than not, but I also have tried to give myself a little freedom and also compassion there to not check it if I feel like it's just not going to be beneficial. I mean, you wake up feeling shitty. There, there's no... <laughs> I don't need a number to tell you. I that. don't need a number. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's really the point of all of this is all of this data is to help you connect how you're feeling to the data so that eventually maybe you don't need the data. Maybe eventually you'll be able to naturally check in, listen to your internal cues and be more intuitive with your own body so that you know what those messages and recovery markers are, right? Yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at it. So yeah, sometimes... I get a, I get a free pass. I'm just not going to check it. I'm going to know because we have to be flexible. <laughs> like every day is not going to be perfect. That's just the way that life is. That's the way we are as human beings. So, um, that's it. Flexibility and just being really compassionate with myself on those days that are not a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. Cause I think I am a little addicted to checking it every morning. It's like Christmas. I love putting it on the charger and checking it. It's but when so I was, fun. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what's, what's it going to be today? But yeah. um, my husband and I went on a cruise earlier this year and I have to say my score kind of sucked every day. I think it's like you're in the sun all day. You're having some cocktails at night. You're up late. You're up early. Like not yeah. the best for my not score. Not your normal schedule. Yeah, but it's funny because you would think on vacation it would be better, but it was actually like more physical stress. <laughs> but anyways, I kept checking in. I was so discouraged that my score was so bad every morning. And my brother-in-law was like, just stop checking the damn thing. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Wise advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that gets us into a new term that we just learned from dad the other day, orthosomnia. Have, had you heard of yeah. this? Yeah. No, that was new. Yeah. So it's an obsession with getting the perfect night's sleep, usually based on what your sleep tracking app is reading. I mean, that is like exactly <laughs> what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, so I guess like orthorexia with, you know, obsessive uh, dieting to be healthy. This is just obsessing about sleep. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, data is interesting and it's sort of like a video game in that way. You just want a better and better score all the time. But yeah. I think the message here is that we're not perfect. There's no such thing as perfect and things are going to ebb and flow. 
and you have to just use the information for good and and find a way to not let it stress you out. I, I definitely yeah. do not want this to be a deterrent for anyone to buy the ring because by far um, there's much more benefit than not. Oh, totally. I could see how that could make some people spiral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, wait, can I add one more hack in? <laughs> um, yeah. it, with the ring, just FYI, because I know some people have told me they don't want to buy the ring because they're worried about the radiation because it's Bluetooth. Um, and they're worried about that Bluetooth signal going to their phone all day long. But guess what? The ring can actually go into Bluetooth um, or airplane mode. So it's not speaking to your phone all day. And then to take it out of airplane mode, all you have to do is plug it into the charger in the morning. So I have it in airplane mode all day, all night. It saves all my data. I think it saves your data for like weeks, right? It's like a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think your battery would survive that long, but... um, yeah. So that's a really good thing to know. Yeah. Um, but so if you're worried about that and you haven't bought the ring, like know that that's an option. Um, I think that's a hack. And if you already have the ring and you're not doing this, please do yourself a favor. We're getting exposed to enough radiation from everything else. It's just such an easy hack. Yeah. We're bombarded. So shut it down. That's, I think that's the greatest advantage to this that other trackers don't have. Right. Right. Trackers. Yeah. That's a good point. The Apple Watch, a lot of people are tracking their activity with Apple Watches and that, God, that it, it's just so much. Oh my God, uh, you're like a cell tower walking around. Yeah. Just like dinging <laughs> all day long. <laughs> how powerful and how sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and actually this whole Bluetooth discussion is a really good segue into the Q&A today because pretty much all the questions we got were like, why is this any better than the Fitbit and this sleep tracker and this activity tracker? Like, God, there's so many now. Um, Because I think everyone's always like wanting to have the best of the best. So I think this is a great question. I'm hoping that a lot of this episode already answered that. But um, number one, you have the airplane mode, so less radiation. Um, Two, you're combining you know, body temperature, heart rate variability, activity, sleep. Um, I mean, I don't know of any other trackers that do all of those things. I know some of them do multiple, but yeah, no, I don't know any other tracker that has the gyroscope, accelerometer, LED sensors, the pulse reader. And I know there's a new Fitbit that has a sleep tracker. That's a newer version, but most of these things are, are separate or they're just not as detailed. Aura has the recovery bit that no one else has. I mean, a lot of these trackers have data, but sometimes you don't know what to do with that. Oh, hi, Kat. Oh, hi, Kat. <laughs> Renee's cat just entered the frame. Do you want to be on the podcast? I think he's jealous he doesn't have an aura ring yet. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> We're working on it. Okay, but cats, dogs, most animals do not have any trouble sleeping. I'm very jealous of them. I'm yes, they can sleep anywhere. Oh, and the other benefit I think of the aura ring is I actually really like wearing it as a ring. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of compliments uh, about it just being like a cool piece of jewelry. And then my favorite thing is taking it off of my finger and showing people the inside that looks like some crazy computer. People are so impressed. Yeah, I think it's fun. I just wear it as jewelry and it's definitely an amazing talking point, so... Yeah. yeah. If you have specific questions, I don't know. I, I've checked out other sleep and activity trackers out there. I think this one is unmatched, but you obviously can go online. There's plenty of articles comparing this to that. But if you want the recovery stuff, if you want guidance, if you want the trends and all of the specific data, this is the one to get. 
full disclosure, we are not making any money off of this. We just truly love this product so much and we want to share it with you. Uh, it's helped both of us tremendously. So I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us for another episode. Remember, you can find us on Instagram. You can email us at biohackerbabes at gmail.com. Send us more questions. We have lots of uh, more episodes coming up and we really appreciate all of your support and sending us feedback. It's been really fun so far. So thank you so much. Yeah. And just in addition to that, if you guys ever have an idea for a topic that you want us to cover, please send us that question or information. We love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.